Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. <laughs> Howdy folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll hear music and interviews with a talented husband and wife duo from nearby Eureka Springs, Arkansas, the Whispering Willows. I'll also be making my weekly trek down to the vault to hear Mark Jones' Tune of the Week, and writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins will profile the mysterious Prince Daruki, an enigmatic music teacher of questionable aristocratic origin who lived in the early Ozarks. But wait, there's more. As an added bonus, We'll present a set of songs by our own Keith Samanowitz, backed up by some of our best musicians. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. The Whispering Willows is an American duo featuring the finely crafted fiddle work of Elena Blake and Dylan Hoff. Elena and Dylan's collaboration began at the famed annual music festival in Winfield, Kansas, and has blossomed into not only a powerful musical force, but also romance and marriage. Elena, originally from Lawrence, Kansas, has made her home with husband Dylan in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, in the heart of the Ozarks. Talented songwriters, here are a few songs we recorded on our stage during a performance last year.
Um, Lawrence is just a couple hours north. Um, so I, I've, I lived in Lawrence for probably about the last 10 years until I moved to Arkansas. And Lawrence is a great town. Right. has a lot of music going on in that town. Lots of places to play and people to play with. So I really enjoyed my time there. And I actually grew up, um, before I moved to Lawrence, I lived in Leavenworth, Kansas, which is a big uh, prison city town. And uh, kind of actually started playing music there, first of all. Kind of just made my way into the Lawrence music scene after that. When I was in high school, I joined a rock band. We played for a couple years, and funny enough, uh, one of my bandmates, the house we used to practice at, his mom heard me at practice one day, and she had an Irish band, so she's like, I'm going to ask Elena. I think I'm going to see if I can snag her for a couple shows there. And so I played in both bands for quite some time, a couple years, and really got to experience a lot of different scenes in the Kansas City area. So...
I remember watching my dad play out at the just the local county fairs and 4-H fairs and thinking, well, that sure looks cool. And I think when I turned 11 or 12, my dad got me a fiddle. And the very next day, I went to a bluegrass camp. And it was local in the area of southern Illinois, but it happened to have all these Nashville hotshots there. I believe that was called the Wabash River Bluegrass Camp. And so I really had the opportunity to study under some of these Opry Giants and really bluegrass legends. Dad definitely got me started. And actually, he's been on this show before with a fellow named Dennis Stroman. His name's Doug Hoff. And so Dad spent a lot of time with me. Actually, maybe some of the time that he didn't push the music on with me really gave me a drive to learn the instruments and really seek out some information. So he never really, never forced me to play or anything like that. I think it really helped in my drive.
Yeah, it's my first time here too. It's a really beautiful place. We haven't had a chance to explore it entirely yet, but we're going to do so after this program, I believe. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Check it all out. What shocked me the most about playing in Northwest Arkansas is how supportive the locals are here of local music. And they really sit and listen to you and appreciate you. And to me, that just means the world and really inspiring. It's a strong community. Definitely. Mm -hmm. you, you see a lot of folks and, you know, you eventually become really close friends with that come out and continually support you. And there's just a really strong group of community based around this live music and the other arts as well. It makes for a really nice place to live for everybody, I think.
Elena Blake and Dylan Hoff, The Whispering Willows from Eureka Springs, Arkansas, playing Counting Stars, Sinking Down Low, Your Love, and Home. We'll be hearing more from the Willows later in our show. After this break, it'll be time for a trip down to the vault for a visit with the incomparable Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. As I promised earlier, I'm going to make a trip down into the vault right now to visit my buddy Mark Jones. Come on with me. Hello, Mark. Hi, Dave. I was wondering if you was coming to see me this week or not. I know I'm a little late, but I finally made it down here. I always like coming down here. It's quite the place you got here. Well... I enjoy you coming down. Well, you know, I always look forward to hearing whatever tunes you've come up with. Uh, What do you got for me this week? Dave, I run across this. This is a friend of mine that I've known for quite a while. And she was around here uh, really from the start of in 1973. But this is a recording that was done in 1976. And uh, she's playing a hammer dulcimer. Well, who is it? Kathy Barton. Oh, one of the finest musicians around. She sure is. She plays just so many different instruments. And uh, this is a tune that I'm not real familiar with. I know the first part of it sounds like something I've heard before, and then I get lost in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, let's hear it. All right. Hexham Races. All right. I've never heard of that one, but let's listen to it. All right. Thank you. 
Well, Mark, I'm with you. I've heard part of that tune before. The A and the B part sound very familiar. The C part, I don't know about. But I don't know the name of it, so I guess it must be Hexham Races, huh? Uh, I'll just take her word for it, because I don't know. Well, she could sure play that old hammer dulcimer, couldn't she? She sure can. And a fine musician on a lot of other instruments as well. She can play just about anything with strings on it, I believe. I think so. Where's Kathy at now? Kathy is back at home. She lives near Boonville, Missouri. Yeah, up on the Missouri River. She and her husband, uh, Dave Para, host a folk festival up there every year. I think it's called the Big Muddy Festival. That's right. They have a big time up there. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you very much. It's really nice to hear Kathy playing that hammer dulcimer again. Thank you, Dave. Come back again. I'll do it. Now it's time for the special bonus I promised you earlier. Keith Samanowitz is not only the marketing specialist at the Ozark Folk Center State Park, he's also a talented singer, traditional dancer, and multi-instrumentalist. Keith's soulful vocal style breathes new life into well-known traditional folk songs. In this performance, Keith is joined by some of the Ozark's most talented musicians. Well, well I had an old chicken, she wouldn't lay an egg. So I run hot water up and down her leg. Without a little chicken holler, little chicken begged. Dang, old chicken had a hard-boiled egg. With him cluck old hand, cluck and squall. I ain't made an egg, that's the way that's fall. But cluck old hand, cluck and squall. I ain't made an egg, that's the way that's fall. Good old hen, she lays eggs for the railroad man. Sometimes one, sometimes two, sometimes enough for the whole thing crew. But cook old hen, cook and squall. I ain't made an egg since the way last fall. But cook old hen, cook and sing. I ain't made an egg since the way last spring. Did 
Danny Dozier. Don't like my peaches, baby, don't shake my tree. Get out of my orchard, baby, let peaches be. Yes, now she's gone. I don't work because I'm sitting on top of the world. Baby, don't you come out running, raising out your hand. Lord, I'm gonna get me woman, baby, like you got your man. Now she's gone, and I don't worry, because I'm sitting on top of the world, because I'm sitting on top of the world. Hey. Yeah, thank you guys. Mountain View, Arkansas's own Keith Samanowitz. We heard Keith sing Cluck Ol' Hen, featuring Lucas Poole frailing the five-string banjo, Shake Sugaree, a final gospel song, Lay My Burdens Down, featuring Sam Cobb on the mandolin, I'm Sitting on Top of the World with Danny Dozier on guitar and Gresham McMillan playing bass, and we finished with one of Keith's favorites, Make Me a Pallet on Your Floor, featuring John Seavers on guitar. When we come back after the break, our guest host, Brooks Blevins, will share the fascinating story of the mysterious Prince Daruki. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Writer, historian, and professor Brooks Blevins has been collecting obscure and interesting stories in the Ozark Mountains for years. Here's this week's installment. When you hear the phrase Ozark music, you probably think of the kind of music you encounter on Ozark Highlands Radio. Old-timey string band music, mountain ballads, maybe bluegrass. But the Ozarks has always been home to people who play other genres, from ragtime musicians around the turn of the 20th century to heavy metal bands today. One of the region's most intriguing and mysterious characters was a classically trained pianist who taught music in a succession of small towns in the late 1800s. But it wasn't his music that keeps his legacy alive today. It was his unbelievable origin story. Could the Ozarks have been home to an exiled Russian nobleman in the late 19th century? Let's head back in the hills to explore the odd story of the man Ozarkers knew as Prince Edwin Dolgoruki. The murky story of the Russian-born music teacher begins its Ozark phase sometime after the end of the Civil War. That's when Professor Dolgoruki shows up in the historical record as a music teacher at short-lived Cane Hill College, about 17 miles southwest of Fayetteville, home of the University of Arkansas. Dolgoruki apparently boarded at a house in the little town of Prairie Grove, about halfway between Cane Hill and Fayetteville, and made a 16-mile trek by foot two days a week to teach his pupils. Students remembered him as stern but kind, and recalled that he claimed to have been trained by Russian pianist and composer Anton Rubinstein. After a couple of years at Cane Hill College, he moved a few miles away to the little village of Cincinnati, near the border with the Indian Territory, modern-day Oklahoma. There, he headed up a local band and gave music lessons to children in a little room adjacent to a feed store. Pupils in tiny Cincinnati, Arkansas, referred to him, apparently with affection, as Dolly, an 1878 letter written by a teenage girl in Cincinnati, preserved in the special collections at the University of Arkansas Libraries, attests to the mysterious character's presence. The letter writer speculated that it was Dolgoruki who left a present for her on the community Christmas tree and noted that she attended an oyster supper put on by the professor a few nights later. Before long, Dolgoruki moved yet again, settling a few miles to the north in the larger but still small town of Siloam Springs. There, he continued to teach music and founded the Chautauqua Society of Arkansas, which attracted a variety of speakers and presenters to this growing resort town. It was in Siloam Springs that Dolgoruki shared his life story with a local newspaper editor who described the teacher as small, trim, and neat. He had been born into a Russian noble family, the Dolgorukovs, he claimed, and his sister, a Katerina, or Catherine, had been married to Tsar Alexander II until his death about half a dozen years earlier. But the music teacher had been gone from his homeland for many years. He told the editor that as a young man, he had been banished to the prison mines of Siberia as punishment for participating in Republican protests against the tyrannical Russian government. Over the course of five years in the mines, he had planned his escape and crafted tools with which to forge official-looking documents that would help him make his way out of the country. Finally pulling off his escape, Dolgoruki had made his way to China and after almost a decade there crossed the Pacific to South America before traveling to the United States, where he spent time in San Francisco and New York before inexplicably landing in the Ozarks. Dolgoruki's stay in Siloam Springs proved a rather brief one. 
and he soon showed up in the town of Tahlequah in Indian Territory, in the far western part of the Ozarks. In the Cherokee town, he became choir master in the Presbyterian Church and continued to offer piano lessons, all while telling his new friends and neighbors that he had escaped the clutches of Russian state oppression and had helped liberate others from the Tsar's tyranny. Not one to overstay his welcome, Prince Dolgoruki left Tahlequah in 1890. According to one version of his departure, he was at a party when the entrance of a man in a military uniform prompted a hasty exit, and Edwin Dolgoruki was never seen or heard from again. Now what are we to make of the various accounts of the existence and activities of a Prince Dolgoruki in the Western Ozarks? The 1880 census, the only one in which he would certainly have been present in the region, records no one in northwestern Arkansas by this name or any name close to it. The census taker in the village of Cincinnati did, however, record a 48-year-old Russian-born music teacher. Only his name was the decidedly un-Russian-sounding Francis Morgan. And I should probably point out that Morgan was the only music teacher and the only Russian-born person living anywhere near Cincinnati at that time. Living with Mr. Morgan were his wife Pauline, their eight-month-old son Frank, and Pauline's seven-year-old daughter from a previous marriage, Willie. By the time of the next available census in 1900, Pauline sported a new name but lived with her elderly parents in the Cincinnati vicinity. Just what happened to Francis Morgan is unknown. Could Francis Morgan and Prince Dolgoruki have been the same person? Was Dolgoruki really the person he claimed to be? There's no mention of an Edwin in the accounts of the Dolgorukov family. Was Prince Dolgoruki an imposter? Someone perhaps on the run from the law or on the run from his past, or both, who fooled lots of folks in the Ozarks that he was Russian nobility, despite his humble state in American life. We'll likely never know the true identity of a man who piqued curiosity back in the hills and brought a very un-Ozarky kind of music to the Ozarks. Thanks, Dr. Blevins. Let's finish out our show this week with a few more songs by the talented couple from Eureka Springs, Arkansas, The Whispering Willows. Talented songwriters, The Willows do some fine covers, too, as we'll see in this last set. When it comes to songwriting, 
I'm just kind of a very emotional songwriter. I write about, you know, things I may experience or things I just feel very strongly about. Growing up and experiencing just a lot of heartbreak, I think, is probably what has been a theme for a lot of the songs that I wrote early on. The song Sing to Me was one of those songs that I actually found when I moved to Arkansas. It was hidden away in a notebook that I probably wrote when I was a teenager, like when I was 17 years old. And as I was going through this notebook, I just instantly remembered the tune in my head and kind of just picked wow. up the guitar and Dylan and I just sat down for an afternoon and kind of relearned a couple of these songs. Yeah, so songwriting for me is just, it's personal, I guess, in a way. I don't always have a method about it, but I do uh, usually just end up hearing a melody or some phrase that kind of repeats itself in my head and I'll write it down and pick up the guitar after that. Tell me. 
I think we're kind of a combination of a lot of things when it comes down to it. How would you describe us? I'd say absolutely. Folk music is just a, uh, it's a coming together of your surroundings mm -hmm. and experiences. And I think this isn't what we're making is an honest form of music. Definitely important to Elena. She keeps us pretty grounded in terms of are we staying true to the art form here and uh, not just trying to do something for attention or, or money or something like that, but are we true to the goals? And she's, she's definitely good about keeping us grounded in that aspect. It is important aspect of this traditional music is uh, no barrier between the musician and, and the crowd. It's kind of opposite of rock and roll. When you when you look at your rock and roll artists, they're supposed to be really high above you. But this is a this is kind of a everybody's learning and listening to to each other, and I, I think that's what makes folk music so valuable, really. Treating you 
Elena Blake and Dylan Hoff, The Whispering Willows. They started that set with a great song by Gillian Welch, Tear My Still House Down. That was followed by one of their original songs, Sing to Me. And they finished up with a fine old number by the great Bill Monroe, Can't You Hear Me Calling. That's about all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed all this music from the Ozarks. We'll be back next week with more music you won't hear any further up the radio dial. For Ozark Highlands Radio, this is your host, Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.